0: Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Well show it's for you, those that work so hard for your money, and you're now ready for your money. Start working harder for you today. You want that freedom of cash flow now, not 30 or 40 years from now, if you're lucky. Do you want it today so that you live that life that you love with those that you love. But it's not just about getting rich. It's about living a rich life because as you are blessed financially, you now have a greater capacity to bless the lives of those around you. Because why? You're not freaking worried about your own needs. You're not having to focus on your own selfish needs and try to take your own bills because you know that you're taken care of. Now you can help take care of the world too. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for binging and sharing it with others. And if you haven't done so already, go and check out our website, moneyripples.com. On there, if if you've got cash that's been sitting around wondering what to do with it, whether it's infinite banking or even creating more passive income check out our website today to see what you can actually do to make your money work harder for you now hey how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow passive income from making at least double digit returns on your money and get this it's only a thousand dollars or more that you need to invest guys that's exactly what secured investment corp does they actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually earn Returns on that means ten percent or better. It's also IRA friendly, and you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. So, guys, if you want to learn more about that, go check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. That's secured, S E C U R E D investmentcorp.com. Okay, guys. So uh, I I just could not resist. Obviously, you guys all know that, well, if you've listened to the show enough, you know that I don't hate Dave Ramsey, right? Um, I actually, there are some things I agree with, especially when he talks about how to manage money, be a wiser steward of your money, uh, not spending more than you make and things like that. And heck, even some of the the credit card debt and things like that, we can agree upon. And yet, when it comes to wealth and money, it's fascinating that even the people on his own team, people that are his own co-hosts may kind of disagree with him, and he still refuses to open his eyes and see truth. Let me share with you what I mean as he blasts his co-host here uh, and I'll tell you this what this co-host is saying I'm actually kind of in agreement with
1: flaw with fire is that they say you can withdraw 4% of your nest egg. But you will really need to withdraw closer to 3% if you retire that early. So look at this. If you've saved $1.5 million by your 30s, that amounts to living off $45,000 a year. We're talking about living for 55 years off one account and not depleting it. And if you withdraw 4%, there's a higher chance that money's going to run out well before that time is up. This is-
0: Does this sound familiar, guys? I've been saying this for a long time. Let's keep listening
1: a wet finger in the air. I don't know why wet fingers are in the air, but they are sometimes. This is just honest math. Literally, there's a site called honestmath.com, and they ran 10,000 different financial simulations to get this chart and show you these numbers. All right, so let's look at this chart. On the left side, we see years in retirement. On the top, we see the withdrawal rate. And as you can see, if you have a 30-year retirement with a 4% withdrawal rate, you're going to have 3% of that account balance remaining. 30 years later. That's kind of scary considering you're going to retire at 30. And so a 30-year retirement means at 60, you're flat broke and you still might live another 35 or 40 years.
2: I am never going to financially recover from
1: this.
0: Okay, so let me summarize a little bit of what he's saying here. He's saying for those that are trying to do the FIRE method, right, financially independent, retire early. Uh, that's uh, It's very popular with groups, especially those under the age of 40 and sometimes in their 20s and 30s mostly. And they're saying, hey, I can retire now by living on 4%. Well, what he's saying is there's actually proof, there's math that's been done saying that might be too much. And what he's saying is that really in, in 30 years, it's very likely you will run out of money. And that's just based on different scenarios, right? Um, that's majority of scenarios you'd be running out of money. So if you're 30 years old, you to retire now, say, I'm good, go. That means in 30 years when you're 60, you're back to working again it's not exactly being financially independent that's what he's really saying here especially those younger but this would also apply to those trying to retire early, trying to retire earlier or maybe try to retire in their 60s but live longer this
1: still applies but when we move on to the three percent withdrawal rate you will see that even 35 years into retirement if you withdraw three percent a year you'll still be left with 90 percent of the account balance. That's pretty impressive. And you can even see if you go down 45 years, you still have 37% of that account balance remaining 45 years in.
3: Okay, so George K-
0: Okay, so that's what George says. Now there's a lot of assumptions here that we're going to go into about that math where he might even be a little overly optimistic, but let's see what Dave Ramsey says in response to this.
2: So my question today is I'm baby step 4, 5 and 6. I have about 120,000 saved for retirement. That's across my IRA my Roth IRA, my wife's Roth IRA and the 401k. How old are you? And I'm uh, 30 years old.
3: Good for you. Well done.
2: Thank you. Uh, I feel from what I've been running the numbers with that I'm on the teetering edge of coasting financial independence. And I'm trying to best understand my plan with the end in mind. So how I'm going to turn that nest egg when I retire into income. I found on your website uh, a little article that talks about a uh, 4 to 5% withdrawal rate. And I was trying to run the numbers around that, and I thought I was close. And then about, a, what was it, a month ago, George Camel released a video that said that the withdrawal rate for a 30-year time horizon should be closer to 3%. So if, if I can establish financial independence comfortably, then I was wondering if I could ease up on baby step four to pay off the house faster.
3: Okay, I'm a little confused because I don't know what the hell George is doing doing a three percent withdrawal rate because that's absolutely wrong. I don't I'm gonna have to find out where that video is and get it taken down. It's called Netflix. um because that's just wrong. You don't need to have a three percent withdrawal rate. That's ridiculous. See team, the phone calls are flooding in. It's probably a telemarker. Or I hope you misunderstood. I hope we didn't put out trash like that. Was but it four to five percent? Like maybe, the- no, it shouldn't be four to five percent. It ought to be more than that. I mean, if you're making 12 in good mutual funds and the S&P is average 11.8, and if inflation for the last 80 years has averaged 4%, if you make 12 and you need to leave 4% in there for inflation raises, that leaves you 8.
0: Yeah, but Dave, we all know, apparently you don't, the market's never done 12% ever. No matter what you say, SP is the last 30 years
3: averaged 7.75% if you actually run the numbers. So... I'm perfectly comfortable drawing eight. But if you want to be a little okay. bit conservative, seven. But sure, not five or three.
2: Well, I was trying to back check it because, you know, the three to five, I thought that was a big range. And a lot of the studies I found showed. Well, the there's a lot of studies that are
0: stupid and- in this space. So Dave's assuming he's smarter than everybody else doing these studies. I find that fascinating.
3: Wrong. So- Listen, man, the math I just gave you is the math. If you're making twelve percent and inflation is four, and you leave four in there, so your nest egg grows by four, it's simple. Eight is what's left over. So if you got a million dollars and you leave four percent in there, that's forty thousand bucks. Okay, so you now have million forty. So the next year you get your you get a rate of return of twelve percent, eleven and a half percent on the million forty, and the next year it'll be you know a million ninety. 1.1, 1.1, 1. 1, right? And because So your nest egg is growing by the rate of inflation, giving you a cost of living raise every year. So as long as you're doing that, you're fine. Uh, and, and so if would you want to be a you, little bit conservative, maybe 5%. Would you but say, there's all these goobers out there have always put this 4% crap in the market, and I'm just irate right now that we have joined the stupidity. Why is it that stupid, though? Like, I
0: it's just wanna... too
3: low. It's too low because it's not realistic. You do not need to live on four percent of your money for your nest egg to survive. Yeah. Even if you did right, a rate of return of ten percent or something. Yeah, and what it sets up is this guy now, he he doesn't he doesn't think he's got enough money. And he's already got 120000 dollars and he's 30 years old and he's on a plan. He's on a plan to be very wealthy and he's worried he's gonna have enough money or not. Yeah. You know, because of uh, because we people, stupid people put out <laughs> low withdrawal rates
0: accurate withdrawal rates if even overly
3: liberal withdrawal rates keep going dave keep tell us how smart you are but
1: listen, listen, if you, you, rather- you <laughs> if you if
3: you think you can only pull off 4% off of investments making 12 where the flip is the other 8% going well 4% of it went to inflation that's where it went the other 4% is just sitting there so you are growing <laughs> Your investments instead of living off of them. I'm not destroying the nest egg. I'm not even touching the nest egg. I'm growing the nest egg by leaving four percent in there. Yeah, taking eight off of a twelve. Okay, so so rate. go go a ten percent rate of return. Go a little bit more conservative with your rate of return. Go ten percent. What would you do with ten percent? Well, then four off of that, so six. Six, yeah. But I, why were you, Why are you going to underinvest? Yeah. I mean, this year. The S and P to date was ten percent. Is ten percent, and we're not even at the end of the year yet. Yeah, that's after it lost twenty percent. Just to be very accurate, you know, and 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 everybody's talking about how bad the economy is. So, you know, I most years mine have done much better than twelve. And so I'm. But wouldn't I, you? But if you can do your standard of living though lower than what you need. Like if you don't need. If you don't need it, that's fine. Yeah. Like I'm 62. I'm pulling or 63. I'm pulling nothing off of mine. Right. Because mm-hmm. I don't need it. I still work. I still have an income. Right, right, right. I, I don't need any of it. So but it's all just sitting But you drawing. could do 4%. But the, the problem is, is when you go down these stupid nerd rabbit holes. Pay close attention. Listen to this guys. In these Reddit threads with these morons who live in their mother's basement with a calculator. And then you, then you put that out into the dadgum community, and then people go, "I don't have enough money. It's hopeless. I'll never be able to save enough to retire." A million dollars should create for you an eighty thousand dollar income, boys and girls. So mm. you should perpetually, mm. like if forever, you should be able to pull eighty thousand forever and never destroy it. Now that that and so when you tell people that a million dollars creates a forty thousand dollar income, you go, "Oh, I've got to have two million dollars, and I can't make that." Then the system yeah, doesn't yeah. work. So what you're doing with this bogus math is you're stealing people's hope. That's why I'm pissed about it. Bingo, right there.
0: That that is the thing, guys. This he just said the truth. He just said the very thing. That got me to leave being a financial advisor. The difference is he gets paid millions and millions of dollars to keep teaching you this stuff. For me, I was pretty fortunate that I didn't make that much money as a financial advisor. I hadn't got my career to the point where I was making hundreds of thousands of dollars, whether I did anything or not. So there was a a less of an incentive for me to lie to somebody, but look what he just said. He's like, by. You know, those people that crunch their numbers in, with a calculator. I wish Dave would use a calculator, a more accurate calculator more often. He would actually come up with some better numbers here, more conservative, like what they're talking about, because it's just not true. But it does still hope because when I started r- running real numbers, when I started putting inflation in closer, not even up where inflation is currently, even just a little bit. And I brought the returns of the market down. I realized the stock market wasn't returning as high as what Dave's claim. It's not 12% and it's not even 10%. The stock market, again, the S&P 500 has averaged 7.75% in the last 30 years. That's the real average yield, the actual yield, not the average, the actual yield. And if you guys have seen other other videos I've done, when you have negative 25% in the market, you need positive 33% to get back to zero that throws the averages off when you have a negative number so the average and actual are not the same that's a totally different topic here but it'll relate to what i'm coming back to with how you live on this money right so anyways this is the big problem he's talking about he's saying you should be able to live on eight percent and so he's saying four or five is conservative that's that's you should be able to live on much much more than that for 30 years because he thinks the market will keep doing it and he thinks you're gonna be invested in the market if you're retired should you be putting 100 percent of your money in the stock market Doesn't that sound a little bit risky? So where do these numbers come from? Well, uh, I'm going to show you here. I'm going to show you exactly where they come from because it's not the same. Okay. Okay. So we're looking at an article here talking about Morningstar. Now, if if you don't know who Morningstar is, Morningstar is kind of regarded for when I was selling mutual funds. It's kind of like the company that you listen to, right? So when he's talking about nerds in their basement, the Reddit people that are living in their mom's basement, these are not these nerds. These are people that actually much more highly qualified than Dave Ramsey. Even if I don't totally agree with Morningstar, they're still way more qualified and more intelligent than Dave is. And yet, he's questioning their math because it doesn't up to his simple math. Well, your math is wrong, Dave. I'm sorry. So here's where their math comes from. They were saying, and this is just released this week. Now, I have mentioned it from end of 2021 After that, they actually said it was 3.3% you could pull off. Well, they've been creeping up their numbers lately. So it even says that now it was uh, last year 3.8%. Now they're saying pretty much 4% should be a safe way to draw it, is what Morningstar is saying. Now, I thought that's interesting, considering we are in a down market year. Now it's recovered a little bit, but it's still down from what it was in 2021. So he's saying the reason that here's what they say. Why the raise for retirees this year? Here's why. Higher bond yields make everything easier for retirees, and it helps explain why the safe withdrawal percent corresponds to portfolio with just 20 to 40 percent in stocks, right? So they're saying because interest rates gone up, hey, you can pull off more money. But here's the crazy thing is that they're based on a 30-year time frame. Who's to say that interest rates are gonna stay higher? Maybe they will, maybe they won't. So, what was that? How was that any different, really, from a few years ago? Well, a few years ago, interest rates were so low, so we wanted to give a conservative number. Oh well, interest rates are higher short term, so that's better. So already, I see there's a flaw here because they're just basing on of oh well, if bonds just stay higher, then we're good. Okay, well that's good. Now they even said with uh, now they did say with investing seventy percent in stocks, if you did that, then your safe withdrawal rate goes down to three point eight, so you can withdraw less because they're saying it's more of a gamble to try to pull out more money with the stock market. I'll show you what that means. So, anyways, here's what it's saying. They're saying, like, of course they're re- expecting returns of over 9.5% with you know all equity portfolio. Um, I get, I think that's overly aggressive. That's not reality. And then they say also that 4.81 on bonds, right? Now they say this. They say taking less investment risk seems sense makes sense for retirees who are seeking the high degree of certainty and consistency in their annual cash flows with a 90% probability of not running out of funds. So they're saying if you pull out that 4%. 90% of the, the different simulations they did of different things happen in the market, 90% of the time you wouldn't run out of money. That still means 10% of the time you ran out of money. So we're saying more likely than not, you're okay, right? Um, that's one thing I think is scary. Now, here is the other variable. They, they do factor inflation. What did they factor inflation to be? They're guessing inflation is only 2.42% versus the 2.84% last year. So what did the numbers get better? They expected higher returns from bonds and they expected a lower inflation number overall over time. You see a problem already? 2.42%. That is ridiculously low. We've never really truly been in that place. Now, government might say one thing, but we already know the government manipulates those numbers. Inflation, even in lower times, is still at least 5 to 10% a year. This is not, it's not a new thing. Inflation has been prevalent always, especially since we got to take off the gold standard, and especially since they started manipulating those numbers after the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. They've been messing with the inflation numbers to report wrong numbers. So already they're basing this on the government lied about numbers, right? Where they've taken things out to, to make it a little bit more conservative of a number. And why do they do that? They did that so they could pay less social security to you. So they don't have to pay as much raise, let social security last longer, not run out of money as quickly if they went off the old models of factoring in inflation, which was really true math is what they were doing. Uh, if you ever question that, go to shadowstots.com. You'll find it there. So anyways, so bad assumptions. One is the assumption that, you know, the market might perform a certain way Two, that inflation's lower. And they're still saying you could pull off maybe 3.8 to 4% a year. Here's the problem is that everybody's literally banking on the fact that this is going to be real. But what if inflation is higher? What if it is double? Does that mean now you've got to live on 2% instead of four? Possibly, right? And especially if you're trying to retire early, 2% probably is safer. But then come back to Dave's point and saying, well, if you make 10%, 10%, inflation's two, you make 8%. That's math. But he hasn't really factored in something. Is that most people's portfolios and they get to retirement and they try to be more conservative because they don't want to be in the market when they pull out money, it starts to come out. It's called disinvesting. When the market goes down and you pull out money at the same time. All right, so let me give you a scenario. I, I wish I could whiteboard this out. Maybe I'll just have my video editor do this for you. So pretend you have a million dollars, Right. Now Dave's saying you should be able to pull out eight percent a year. Well, that's eighty thousand a year. Well, here's what happens. Say that that million dollars you pull out eighty thousand a year. Now you're down to nine hundred twenty thousand. But the stock market drops like it did last year, twenty percent. Well, now you're nine hundred twenty thousand. When you lose twenty percent, that now means you're left with about $180,000 less. So that would bring you down nine hundred twenty thousand minus one hundred eighty thousand brings you down to seven hundred and forty thousand dollars now he's saying well the next you know this last year' is ten percent the year's not over yet well you're right the year's not over yet well you're now at seven hundred forty thousand dollars but remember you're trying to live on eight percent so you're gonna try to pull out eighty thousand dollars again because you're counting on eighty thousand dollars but if, by the way inflation is a little bit higher so you might want five percent more so you might say well instead of eighty thousand dollars I'm gonna pull out eighty five thousand dollars well you pull out 85 thousand next year now you're 940 or sorry you're 740. So now you're down to six hundred fifty-five thousand. Well, good news—the market went up ten percent. Let's just say that next year. Well, great. Well, then you recover some of that loss. Well, now you're six fifty-five is now just over. Uh, it would actually put you at uh, seven hundred twenty thousand. So now you recover to seven twenty thousand. But remember, you thought you'd be just fine because hey, the market's better than what you're doing. But you already went from one million to seven twenty thousand, and you still want to be pulling out maybe eighty-five thousand, maybe ninety thousand the next year. As inflation keeps going up. Again, they're trying to factor in inflation. You need it to pull out more and more each year. Well, what if that next year, let's just say we keep it at 85,000, you pull that money out? Once again, you're now left with 635,000. Now, let's just say the market goes up, but it only goes up 5%. Well, guess what? Now you're at 666,000. Well, that's the number, right number, isn't it? 666,000 is where you're at now. But guess what? Inflation is still kind of kicking your butt. You got to pull out. 90,000 next year. So you pull out 90,000. You're now left with 576,000. But remember, it, like still average, you know, we're still doing good. And let's just say it goes up another 10% the next year. Oh, good. We need that. So 1.1. 1. 1. We're up to 634,000. But I want to take out 90,000 next year. So $90,000 taken take out the next year. And you're at 544. All right. Well, what if the next year you actually did lose another 20%? Well, that 544 times 0.8 435,000 but you still got to pull out say 95,000 this year so now you take out 95,000 you're now with $340,000 are you getting scared yet because now you're at the point where you have to live on almost 100,000 a year you only got 340,000 do you see my problem now let's just say the next year great year up 25 percent. i'm gonna even do that 1.25 so oof, boom a 425,000 dodge that bullet Oh, but I got to take out now with inflation. After now, it's been probably what seven years or so that I've been doing this now. So minus 100,000 leaves it 325,000. Even the market goes up 10%, you only made 32,000 bucks. You still got to live on $100,000 a year. That is the problem, guys. The market all has to do is have a few bad years and you start to run out of money much, much faster. Much faster. This is why when he's talking about living on 8%, it doesn't work. You will run out of money in the next 10 to 20 years, depending on how the market does. Now, versus if you took out 3%, you got a much better chance. Now, if you're younger, like you, if you're 30 years old, trying to be financially independent, retire early, 2% is probably a better number. So you don't run out of money. This is what I mean about disinvesting is that what they don't really factor in is, yeah, you can have that money coming out. But when you pull out money at the same time, you know, imagine if you lost 10% from a million dollars, you're down to 900,000 and then pulled out 100,000 to live on, you're now down $800,000. You've just lost a lot of your cash. You, you would have to make up now at least a 25% return to get back to a million bucks again, right? It's huge, a huge, big gap. And if it doesn't do that, well, now what? You're just losing money slowly along the way while your needs still go up. Does that make sense? So, anyways, that's my point. That's the, the big thing I want to really drive home, guys, is that you need to make sure that you stop listening to these talking head guys that really just speak out of their butts i mean he, he really is coming out with numbers just based on theory but not actual practicality so at least morningstar at least they were trying to do it even if they put inflation way lower than what we know it is still they're saying 3.8 to 4 percent is more likely what you should be able to pull out so you know i i think uh, for you know george there to get slammed by his own co-host dave ramsey by his boss dave ramsey I think it's unfair. I think he was doing a better service for people, especially if you're trying to be financially independent, retire early. He's definitely doing a better service. But does Dave listen? No, he doesn't listen. He uses assumptions that he thought worked many, many years ago and just don't apply till today. And for the most part, never, ever did apply because he's just come out with overly inflated numbers. And like he said, when you bring reality to it, people lose hope. Well, of course they do, Dave. So you're just selling them hopium. Aren't you? You're just selling the things that they want to hear to make them feel warm and fuzzy about it. But in reality, they still live lives of struggle, have lived live cheap on rice and beans or worse, just so that they can let their money stretch out because they listen to you. That is uncool in my mind. That is lacking integrity. That is bordering on being a liar in this case. I think that's bull. I think that's horrible to do to people. Give them the reality and then give them hope by giving them something better than the stock market. The great thing is, is that our clients, when they know they can make 10% or better returns on their money, that's contractual even in many cases where they actually get paid that based on a contract, not based on market guessing, but actually on a contract, they get paid 10%. That million dollars now pays them a hundred thousand a year. They can know more what to expect. They have better hope because it's real. It's not speculation and it's going up and down with the markets. That is real. That is predictable, but unfortunately, he doesn't teach that. Even though he's made lots of money in real estate and in business, he still teaches you to put your money in the market where he doesn't even pull it out because he doesn't need it. He's different than the average American. He's telling you to do something he doesn't do himself. You can do it better by you living a better life. So guys, my challenge to you is question the crap out of people like him. <laughs> really, if you want to be in the stock market, great. Live on 2 or 3% and you might be able to make it. But if you want a better lifestyle, you want to do work harder for you, so you don't have to work so hard for it, let's look at some alternatives that might be better. You can check out more information on moneyripples.com. Make it a wonderful and prosperous week. We'll see you later. Thank you. Yes. Hey! Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources, to help you fix money leaks
1: and get your money working harder for you now. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?